everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I'm all about wonderful guest stars who are flushed away prematurely. Oh, I mean, it's not prematurely. To be fair, Stephen Colbert in this episode and Lionel Richie himself get a lot of time. They, get, they do. They, they're more than the episode because the horror part is so incredibly stupid. I mean, but... It's all nonsense. You guys, hey, yeah. we're back to the regular Simpsons. The movies, we're, the movies in a rear mirror, and who boy. Uh, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can gain access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. Uh, we release, frankly, too much content on there. Uh, it is bad because we're stupid. I mean, no, I mean, it's great because we're the best. That's uh-huh. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? Um, yes, you should say we are the best, and you should always want to listen to us. Yeah, and give us money. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Uh, this week's episode, season nineteen, is here. Matt, we made it to season nineteen. Uh, the movie is past. Uh, he this this episode is this week's episode. He loves to fly, and he does. I, I, that they've had some bad titles, but okay. Before I, I complain too much, is this a, an allusion to something? Yeah, I mean it's it's a name to us. Uh, it's an allusion to a song, Matt. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, no, that's, that's probably why I haven't heard of it. What is the original song? I believe it's I hear this is I believe it's referencing the Talking Heads. Okay. I I'm I I think. Uh, oh wait, no, the episode's. T- well, I was gonna. I was. I, I guess I'm wrong because the Delta Airlines. We love to fly, and it shows. But that was from 1987. And this episode came out in 2007, and I don't. Okay, I was assuming it was referring to a Talking Heads song, uh, and. And she does. And she does. I think that's what I... Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter, because this episode <laughs> is barely about... Fl- it's like, I had... I was... Uh, I had... I think I read the, this in the the end of our last episode. I'm like, oh, it's about Homer wanting to fly. No. That's not... It's a, That's not what this is about. This episode is about nothing. Uh, frankly. And, and not even in the way that, like, Seinfeld is about nothing. No, this is about them trying a plot... And it ended up being so incredibly dumb. I just, we'll get to this when it comes to fixing this episode, but this plot goes nowhere. I can't take it. Um, so episode JBF20, originally of September 23rd, 2007, written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Mark Kirkland, received a 5.6 rating with 9.6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag. I will not wait 20 years to make another movie. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it has only been 14. They have some time. Still, but they better get to work if they're going to do it before this deadline, the self-imposed deadline, at least. Uh, The couch gag. uh, Plopper the pig is sitting on the couch. Family rushes in as the spider pig theme plays in the background. Homer holds him and says, my summer love. The intro to this episode is the cleanup after the movie. So the movie is canon. You know, they, they we see them rebuilding the town and fixing everything. And we see Homer driving up with the, I guess, the. The poop silo on his car. The poop silo. We also see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in the town. And Russ Cargill. He's still alive. And man. Russ Cargill. He's not dead. He's still alive. He, he he shouldn't be in jail, but you know he's a rich man. Rich people don't go to jail. No, he's he just paid a, a, a hefty fee, and uh, he gets you know. Uh huh. He, he's got to volunteer do volunteer work with his his billions of billions of dollars. Yes, exactly. Um, but and I guess Plopper has come back with the family. Yes, Plopper is is now Homer's summer love, as he calls him. That's disgusting. 
Um, that's gross. That's gross, man. I don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. This episode guest stars, uh, as as already mentioned, Stephen Colbert as Colby Krause and Lionel Richie as himself. Himself and all of his awards and his many awards. So, um, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for something. I'm gonna ask for, I'm uh-huh. gonna ask a few of you for a favor. Okay. For this, oh no. This, for this recording, some weeks it might it might be worthy of it. You know, some episodes might be worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But if I ever in this while we were recording this episode, if I start talking about this and like trying to break it down like I do uh, with like analysis and stuff, I want you to stop me. I want you to remind me that this episode is uh, just utter nonsense and it never tries to not be utter nonsense. So it doesn't. I will try, but you are constantly trying to analyze utter nonsense. So I'll do my best thing. But it's really like I need help this time. This is this doesn't work. This, this doesn't deserve my does some in-depth analysis. Like I, I, I think there's a single scene that maybe is worthy of it. And everything else is just this is my short description of this episode, which if you haven't watched it yet and you should not watch it is imagine family guy, but way worse. This is just a family guy episode, but it's not there's no jokes like like I will say this about most family guys like there's jokes, you know, they write jokes, but they don't they're not funny. There's no jokes in this. There's no jokes. I don't know. There's just scenes. Lots of disconnected scenes happen. And that's what this episode is because we start. Well, yeah, because sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, man, this is a peek behind the curtain. When I, you know, to play our clips, I generally just, as I watch an episode, I just record the audio from it. And then I just cut out the bits I want. And then when I, when I went back this time, I watched this whole episode, I recorded it, went back to cut out clips. I thought I had messed up something because I'm like, wait, it starts with burns at the mall getting, picking up a penny from a fountain. After shops for a new phone, I'm like, no, I missed something. They had to have the family, right? They're going to, we have a, the first episode back from the movie. We're going to start with the family, right? No, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're going to start with Burns at the mall. He's shopping for a new phone. Apparently he has swallowed a phone, Matt. <sighs> he swallowed a phone. And it's vibrating. Yeah, uh, because it was too tiny. And it's vibrating in his stomach. And he's shaking. This is not the only time we get reference to this in this episode. <laughs> they call back to this. Fortunately not. They call back well, to this. Well, at least this. they didn't stick a, a rod down his throat to try and act. Oh, him. my God. Okay. So, you know, the, the, okay. Uh, but Burns, so Burns is at the mall shopping for a phone. He has a phone inside of him. Uh, he finds a, he sees a penny in a fountain and he wants it um, because he's greedy. Well-established fact about Burns. He's greedy. Um, he falls in and he's going to drown. Except that Homer saves him. He stops him from drowning. Okay? Uh-huh. Even I'm, though he immediately goes back in. He does go back in. And there's a lot. I'm going to say this as well. This is the thing I noticed. There is a huge... And like that. This and it just like lends credence to this theory that this episode is just an utter mess that they literally taped together with the, like they glued it with like duct tape and, and super glue like this. Because there is... I noticed at least three, I think, spots with AD, obvious ADR. Like, you know, they went back in and dubbed over the original voices with different mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm this is one of them because Burns falls back in and doesn't move. But you hear him say, oh, I found it. I'm fine. And you're like, you're just you just guys just had him say that to 
because originally I'm pretty sure Burns to make it obvious that he's not going to die. I'm pretty sure that originally the joke was that Homer left him dead, drowning the the first time through, but they didn't do that, and so they had Burns ADR dialogue. They have Homer ADR dialogue at the end again. Like there's multiple scenes where it's just clear like they rewrote this to try and make it more make it make more sense. They tried. They didn't really do a very good job. But Burns, uh, because Homer saved Burns' life, Burns offers to take him to dinner. Um, Homer's upset about this. I don't know why. He's getting free dinner. Wouldn't Homer ha- be happy about that? I mean, you would think, but I, he does have to go with Burns. But I, Homer has this thing during this scene where he's going through what he wants. And isn't the first thing like a sandwich? And then he's like something else. And then he goes back and he hits us all on dinner and he's okay with it. I, I don't know. I, there is, if we're going to get to a scene uh, in a bit Matt, and I'm going to compare it because it feels like that's what this entire episode is because uh, Burns dinner with Burns, which Homer is not too happy about turns into a flight to Chicago dinner with Mr. Burns. What a waste of my precious, precious Saturday night. Hey dad, have fun with your boyfriend. He is not my boyfriend! So, Simpson, I hear you like pizza pie. I do! My favorite is Chicago deep dish. Chicago, eh? Well, what if I took us there now? Drive to Chicago? I don't have time for that. I have to be back at work on Monday, and my boss is a total jerk. Who said anything about drive? A golf stream! Would you care for some sushi? Uh, yeah, but I'm on a plane, idiot. My name is Svetlana, but you can call me Hey Baby. And just so you know, she'll do anything for you. Anything except sex. And I do mean anything. Oh, I'm aroused and confused. Robbie, the scene makes no sense to ever have existed. I don't understand that is you could say that about every scene in this episode um this is this is that is a long sequence there there is even more because they spend a lot of time on the plane which homer is enraptured with he goes good 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 golf stream you hear him and he's like oh it's a private jet which yeah private jets are nice they're very fancy and you don't have to go through tsa so that's lovely but why is Homer so enraptured by the jet? Oh, it's because he gets sushi and they can watch Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, this is where we get our first appearance about Lionel, from Lionel Richie. Uh, I did not pull this clip because it is just Lionel Richie singing nonsense about beer. And I don't think it was particularly funny. Um, But they're on the plane for a very long time, like three, four minutes. They're just sequences of Homer enjoying being on a private jet. And it's a, it's that moment where that uh homer homer says sushi we're on a plane idiot that i went oh this is hey simpsons we're back the movie's long past we're gone this is <laughs> we're back to the television you're like oh right this is the normal season 18 nonsense um 17 16 and so on and so forth um i don't know what this episode's about still um i will i'm gonna we're gonna keep a track of that we'll see when i know what this episode's about they finally land they do land eventually in chicago Homer doesn't want to leave the plane, Matt. Yeah, this part goes on for a very long time. And I don't understand it because Homer is going to with Mr. Burns where he gets like 
actual Chicago deep dish, to tour Chicago, why would he care about staying on the plane? I don't get it. Well, that they tr- really try and make this episode about Homer wanting to fly on private jets, which is the strangest. Like um. that is, I'm like seriously, that is what. If there is anything in this episode, this empty, this episode is pretty much devoid of any kind of substance. But if you want to try and pick a thing, this episode is about Homer enjoying the experience of being on a private jet so much that he wants to restructure his life around that. Like his, he wants his life to be where he is on private jets all the time, which saying that out loud is the most insane idea that I could pot. Like, are you like, (laughs) like I, the, I, I said last week, Oh, it sounds like it's Homer wanting just to be like a, be a pilot or wanting to fly. And like, okay, there are people who do go, I want to be a pilot. I'm going to learn how to be like, okay, that's something, you know, it's a, a skill and it's a hard thing to do and requires a lot of training. Okay. But no, it's just like Homer just wants to be on private jets. So there's a very long sequence, Matt. I, I cannot just like, there's many sequences here where I'm kind of glossing over because they take up a lot of time and they are devoid of laughter. And this is one of them where it's just like Homer's just a t- child throwing a tantrum being forced to leave a plane. And it's just, they pull him off the plane. They have a big robot that does it at, at some point, like a claw. Like a, I, they have a name for it. It doesn't matter. Th- now we yeah. get, Matt, are you, I hope, like I asked this question, I'm going to ask it again. I hope you like montages, right? You love montages. Uh, I sure hope so. If you're watching this, I, I used to think that Simpsons montages were great. Uh, now I hate them. Uh, cause we get a montage of Chicago sort of, uh, there's references to, you know, the things you know about Ferris Bueller, baseball, things like that. Uh, we get a, and then you would go, okay, well, they're going to Chicago. Where are they going to go in Chicago? They're going to go to the to second city, Matt. You love improv. Uh... <laughs> Matt doesn't like improv, guys. Um, I don't mind improv when it's very good. Uh, this is this again, just a strange scene. It, okay, Matt, I'm gonna ask you, this is a real question. Okay, is this scene trying to make fun of improv? I guess I'm trying to say how boring and stupid improv is, but all they do is make Homer and Burns look stupid. It makes, I don't know what it's going on. It's like, it's literally like, Oh, it's like, uh, it, this feels very much like in jokes against like people who were in second city, which I'm sure that the people who work on the Simpsons knew those people. Some of them, uh, I th- think I'm sure Dan, like the actors in the Simpsons, almost out on, I think what, maybe Dan Castle was in second city. I forget, but and probably maybe Julie Kavner. I don't remember, but it, it feel like it's not it's the, the improv scene isn't funny, but it's also not quite like funny enough making fun of improv. Like it's not quite like biting enough. It feels very lame, uh, much like a lot of the jokes in this episode. But that's all we get in Chicago. Matt. That's literally the only scene we have in Chicago that's not part of a montage. They go to an a improv theater and that's it. And then when it's over, they fly back. They they don't we don't even see. We don't even see the dinner. Like, why would... Wasn't this all about them going to dinner? We don't even see it. Uh, Why would you not have a scene, at least, where they're at dinner? And Homer talks about how much he liked being on the jet. Like, wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't that make sense, Matt? It would. It would make sense. It would make sense. They don't do that. But that's not where this episode wants to be. No, no. This episode is the antithesis of sense. Um... So they go back to the plane. 
Uh, and it's we don't. Thankfully, they don't have another four minutes of us of of, of Homer on the jet having a good time. Um, I didn't even mention how terrible that poor that that I would won't call her a character, but that the that plot device the Svetlana. I don't oh, know what yeah. I don't know what that is supposed to be. Uh, I don't like it. So we avoid the plane again. Go back to the Simpsons' house, uh, where Homer has returned home. <laughs> Homer, you smell like Chicago. Did you fly there on a commercial airline? No way. Commercial is for losers and terrorists. I flew on a private plane. Wow. Is it much different from a normal plane? Please, tell me you're joking. It's the difference between champagne and carbonated pee. Uh... Homie, what's wrong? I had it all for one night. Now, for the rest of my life, I'll know what I'm missing. And all I have to remember it by is that my ears haven't popped. Well, I'll make sure that I never yawn again. Hey, Homer. <sighs> Go! So, Matt, that's... I think that's a very good example of what the jokes are in this episode. You're not wrong. That that was a joke. That was something we were supposed to laugh at. Yeah, it's not a funny joke, but it is like, oh, I'm never going to, you know, it's Homer going, I love that jet so much. I'm never going to put my ears popped because I love the jet. And uh-huh. then Flanners tells him something and he yawns. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a good representative of. Don't worry, it's going to get worse. I doesn't wait. Ha- that's not. No, that's impossible. You can't. Oh, Robbie, you sweet. Is that okay? Child. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question, Matt. At this point in the episode, mm-hmm. is there a recognizable plot? So at this point, Homer has taken a private jet to Chicago. Uh, really enjoyed the being on the jet part, which is which I, I'm assuming the him not wanting to get off the jet is supposed to emphasize to us, even though it makes no sense. Uh, so now Homer is sad that he will never fly on a private jet again. That is our plot. Okay. That's where we're going to go. Oh, okay. Well, we go to commercial at 7 minutes and 41 seconds. Right. And when we come back, uh, we find Homer. Uh, he is going through. He gets out of his car, lets it run. It runs completely through the house, drives out the back of the house. Uh, Homer is just overall incredibly sad. Uh, but luckily, Marge is there to do something to cheer him up. Hi, Dad. Hi. Hi, like a private plane. The kind I'll never be invited to ride on again. That's where you're wrong, Homer. Ah, a fresh face! This is Colby Krause. I hired him to help you improve your life. He'll get you back on a private plane in no time. No way. I don't need any shrink, therapist, counselor, motivational speaker, or guru. I'm a life coach. Oh, tell me more. The first step in self-improvement is to take a thorough look at your life. If you're going to film me, I insist on a body double. Is Uncle Fester still alive? Camera's not on yet, right? No. Okay, now I just want you to do what you normally do. Okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I just, uh, I forget what I do. Wait, wait, uh, this is some of what I do, I think. Sometimes I go places. This is our relish tray. I'd like you to film it for insurance purposes. So yes, yet another almost montage. Uh, I will point out here that uh, Homer did not strangle Bar. He just smacked him in the head, which is slightly better, I guess. Um, I who yes. boy, why Matt? Okay, Matt, one one question. Okay, Matt, I'm gonna limit myself uh-huh. one single question. 
this was an episode about private jets. Uh huh. Why is there a life coach here? I believe the logic goes that Marge spent all of their savings to hire a life coach so Homer could get a better job where he would get to use a private jet. None of that is explained, so we just have to kind of make that assumption uh, because we have 22 minutes and it has to be filled with terrible montages. Okay. I I think that's, I would say, uh, like, that's pretty succinct. So, yeah. I don't, that's it. there's that's no, I don't, like, Stephen Colbert is totally fine as Colby Krause. I'll say that. He's fine. He does a great job. It's Stephen Colbert. Of course he does a great job. Yeah, he's he's very talented. But Colby Krause does not belong in this episode. No, it's completely pointless. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Colby yells at Homer. Colby's method of life coaching is to tell Homer that he sucks in order to get Homer to, you know, puff up and defend himself and say that he's great. It does not work with Homer. Uh, for most of the rest of this episode, Homer is a sad sack. Uh, Colby kicks him down the stairs and says that, oh, you couldn't do that if you were good at this. Homer gets stuck in the banister uh, to which the kids come and beat him up because he's stuck and can't do anything about it. Homer goes to work, loses a sandwich and puts up a missing sandwich flyer, which ugh, oh, that's not a joke. Stop trying to pretend that things like that are jokes. They are not. He does staple uh, himself in the face, Matt. Is that a joke? Oh, no. People getting hurt is not a joke. Unless you're jackass and it somehow transcends everything else, that's not a joke. Okay, just... Physical no, comedy anyway. can work, but it there's no setup. There's no punchline. There's no, there's no, like, it's literally just... And this is so short. Like, this is, this is what I'm talking about Family Guy, Matt. This is a perfect example. The scene is, they cut to Homer at work putting up this flyer for a lost sandwich. Uh-huh. And he staples himself in the head twice. Pop, pop. Uh, Colby Krause pulls out the staples, yells at him, and then they cut away. There, there's no development there. There's no, there's nothing. It's like that's Family Guy, where it's just a cutaway gag, where we just watch a scene for, it's like 20 seconds long, maybe, and then they're back. And you're like, well, what was that for? Why am I watching this? I don't know. I don't know. Colby yells a lot, which is fine if this episode was about a life coaching, but it's not. Because Colby disappears after, what, until the end, I guess. He reappears. Yeah, he, he is here for Act 2 and then for 30 seconds at the end. That's it. Okay, yeah. So, uh, this is Colby's motivational skills. Uh, they go, He goes bowling with Homer that night, uh, where Homer does great. Homer has, I think his average, he said, was 217, which is a very good bowling average. For those of you who don't understand bowling. That's, that's very good, yeah. He's a very good bowler. He's very, very good. So, Colby sees that Homer is good at this and feels confident and happy there. Uh, so, he suggests... You know what? Let's let's let Colby tell you himself. I really enjoyed paying you to yell at me and say I suck, but it's no use. I'm a hopeless loser and always will be. Homer, you're up. This I can do. Behold my 217 average and weep. As I said, I've lost all hope. Homer, here in the bowling alley, you're a totally different man. Relaxed, confident. Is this going somewhere? What we have to do is figure a way to make bowling alley Homer into everyday Homer. I have an aunt who became an uncle. Is it like that? I want you to wear those bowling shoes out the door and everywhere you go. It's crazy, but it just might work. Dr. Frederick J. Waxman, you're a genius! That's not my name. I wasn't talking to you. So, 
Colby wants bowling Homer to be everyday Homer. The kind of Homer he is in every single other episode. Stupidly confident for no reason. So, yeah. Let's get Homer back to the status quo. Uh, I... Why, why, why is Lenny talking about his, his, his trains? I, I don't, uncle. I don't why know, that probably, a... because that's supposed to be a joke, I guess. It's, it's I... not, uh, uh, oh boy, I uh-huh. don't, I don't, okay, okay, Matt, see, if this episode was about a life coach, a bad life coach, you know, like, oh, this, life coaches are full of crap, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, Homer, this is how you find success, wear your bowling shoes everywhere and it led to homer finding success and you know it eventually turned into homer going wait a minute it doesn't matter that i'm wearing my bowling shoes i'm still the same me and there could be like conflict between him and the life coach you know there would there'd be a story there but they don't they don't really do that no unfortunately for us yeah okay so uh colby's next stunt uh there's a montage of homer uh, being better at things uh, with the bowling shoes on. He, he's he's happier, he's more confident, blah, blah, blah. So Colby gets a Homer a interview with as a, for a safety inspector job with the only company uh, he could find that has a private jet, which is a copper tubing company, I believe, run by the rich Texan. Sure. So, sure, exactly. So Homer uh, goes in for interview, uh, makes a stupid joke that the rich Texan says, hey, as long as you can sign your name, you'll have this job. And then we see Homer immediately after that, go home, tell the family he got the job, and then leave the next day to go to his job, drive past the copper tubing factory, and go to Krusty Burger, buy a coffee, and sit there all day. So we are led to realize this is probably the entire best sequence in the episode. Because after, you know, we skip the fact that uh, Homer, we won't see the interview, we just know that he, we now know that he did not get the job, and he's lying about it. This is the most artful thing in the episode by far, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, Matt, this this one singular scene in this whole episode, 20 minutes plus episode, this is about a minute, this one scene of Homer getting excited for a job interview going, we don't see the interview, we come, we come back, and we realize he's lying to his family about getting the job, and then he goes to the to Krusty Burger, asks, what's the minimum I can buy that I can hang out here all day? And then take a sack of mazes that are all the same and just mindlessly trace this one maze path over and over and over again with some like indie music playing over the top. Like you said, artful, interesting, alludes to a, a, a Homer in, in a character arc for Homer that could be really interesting and really dive into like, oh, Homer wants success, but he doesn't know how to get there. And he take a, took a shortcut, trying to take a shortcut with his life coach and bowling shoes, and it didn't lead anywhere. And now he's kind of feels trapped, and he just pretends that he has a fancy job. And then, like, that could be great. That could be a great episode. Like, you could and have Homer, like, continue to lie to the family and then have to get around it. And you know, someone just, like, they have Bart discover. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't go anywhere, Matt. No, it does not go anywhere. We go to a commercial now, so now Robbie gets to tell you about how stupid this gets. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, th- at this point, you're like, oh, that's... You, I, this is... I'll hear. I'll just narrate my my own experience. I'm watching this, and I go, oh, that's interesting. 
That's weird. That's if it feels like I'm, you're watching like an indie movie, like one of like from like that time period, like an indie movie, like from that time period. That was, you know, it's very introspective, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. What are they doing? Is this isn't like the rest of this episode? All of a sudden, is this going to be what it becomes? No, no, that's not it. Because uh, we go to uh, at least not. I mean, the first here, Act Three starts thirteen minutes and thirty nine seconds. We get a little bit more of this, where Homer goes home, uh, lies to his family more, and, and like trying to put on a happy face and trying to not answer any questions about what he did at work all day. Okay, all right. Homer goes back to Krusty Burger, or we actually don't see that, but we are back at Krusty Burger with the kids because they had to cancel a field trip and go to Krusty Burger instead, and that is where Bart ends up with Bart there at Krusty Burger and finding. Homer. Why aren't you at your new job? Well, explanation-wise, the fact is that I lied. I didn't get the job. You see, when I got there... So she said, that's not my inbox. And he said, that's not the Johnson report. <laughs> you sure know how to repeat the joke I just told you. <laughs> but as a formality, I must ask, do you know anything about copper tubing? Um, well, uh, come on, say you're hired. No. Say it. Leave your resume with Cheryl. Say it. Security. Security. Stop saying security. Come on, just give me the job. I like your hat. Cheryl. I couldn't bear to tell your mother, so I hang out here all day. But, Dad, you gotta tell her. She's been buying brand-name groceries. Brands like Miser's Choice and Day-Old Delights? No, things rich people buy, like Campbell's Soup and Pepsodent. <laughs> Hello? Honey, there's something I have to tell you. <gasps> It's bad news, isn't it? I should never get my hopes up. Nothing ever works out for us. No, it's, uh, good news. Really? We're manufacturing a new pipe diameter, 5 eighths inch. The company wants you and me to take the private plane to New York for the premiere. So meet me at Shelbyville Airport in an hour. If I'm going to tell that woman the truth, I'm going to do it in the one place no one can ever be sad. Okay, so this should be enough money to get me up in the air, have a frank talk with Marge, then maybe eat a double dig. Well, anything for a fellow Marine. Yeah, Semper Fudge. Uh, did you just say Semper Fudge? No, I said the right thing. Look at this business center. Fax, Wi-Fi, teleconferencing capabilities. I'm going to remember this day for the rest of my life. Uh, honey, don't try to remember the whole day. Just what you're feeling this second. Sweetheart, what do you mean? March. Probably that clip was way too long because there are so many things to talk about in this. <laughs> so, Homer I, uh, didn't get the job. We know that, right? Yes, we know that. It is we shown here. That. that is shown here. Yes. Uh-huh. My problem with that is why did it have to be for such a stupid reason? Why couldn't it just be that someone showed up who was better than Homer? Someone who was related to the rich Texan or something. Why does Homer have to be so stupid that he doesn't get the job? I mean, you want to, I, the real answer, Matt, I'm, this is my presumption, obviously, but that is who they, that is how, 
I feel like at this point, after watching the movie and watching like which is does not change how they write Homer. Homer's written the same as in the movie as he is in the rest of these seasons. It it feels like there has been there's been that shift where regardless of the rest of the episode and certain episodes are written better than others like coherently just that they make more sense they're they have a single theme they have single tone they all make they make sense when you watch them from a to b to c regardless of all that from the end of the golden years and transitioning into the scully years and then transitioning to the algene redux years it feels like they have there. I don't know. It feels like there has been a shift in the mindset of the writers where and you could attribute it like I can't attribute it to like laziness anymore, which or like or I don't they don't have enough time to write the episode like they used to where they probably have 100 hour weeks in the golden years, you know, you know, working late into the night to finish an episode. Regardless of all that, too, it doesn't it doesn't it feels like this to them or like there's like it feels like there's an edict or or a bible you know like there's a lot of you read you hear about that in a lot of creative companies a lot of like like pixar had one i know video certain video game companies have them where how they write and they have like rules and you know they have a bible so to speak about how they write characters and it feels at this point the homer bible is set in stone and this is who homer is where Homer is just a buffoon uh, and uh, like is Captain Wacky, you know, and they don't I don't think it's one of two things. Either they don't care like they, it's, it is a product of, oh, well, we could make this more interesting, but we don't want to because it takes more time or this is intentional. And after watching the movie, Matt, where, you know, that movie spent years and years on it. This is intentional. You know, this is what they want. Uh huh. This is what they want. They want Homer to be this way. And what you said makes way more sense and makes for a better episode. And it further illustrates that point. Like, because forgetting about all this private jet nonsense, which it should, they should have. Like, I, I would be fine with them using that private jet as an entry point into Homer wanting to be more successful. Like to make more right, money and, and to do the kind of things that would get him more money. Yeah. And it's not about, oh, I just love the experience of living, being catered to on a private jet. Like if you're rich, that's your life. You're you are catered to you're whatever, whatever you want us something, you get it. You don't have to think about it. Um, So like I could buy that and I'd be OK with it. But they turn it back to the jet thing and, and it would be more interesting if no, it's not. And make more sense, honestly, if Homer was just, oh, there's a better candidate. Yeah, Homer, yeah, you were. And to be fair, it's a safety inspector job. He doesn't really need to know anything about That's what I was going to say. I was like, why don't he just, why doesn't he just say that? It's like, oh, I don't know a lot about copper tubing, but I know about safety and I can learn about copper tubing. Yeah, someone could, I know all about safety protocols and establishing guidelines and and having, you know, redundancies and stuff like that. I think the real problem is Homer doesn't know any of that. No, he doesn't. (laughs) But in a normal situation, if you were a safety inspector at a nuclear power plant, I would assume that you could basically just walk into a, a lower level like position here at a copper tubing factory and they go, yeah, you probably don't know much about copper tubing, but we could teach you that. That's easy enough. This is just a different industry. There's still a lot of big machines and it's very dangerous, uh, it, but you know the the big picture and that's the more important thing, but they don't engage with this like it's a real interview. 
they write Homer this way because this is Homer. This is Homer to them. And you could have it Homer tries best and just fail because someone is a better candidate. And that makes more sense and would make would further illustrate like this whole thing with him at Krusty Burger just doing mazes mindlessly. Like that drives that point home better uh than than just having a him literally grab the rich Texan by the face and just start yelling at him. And you're like, yeah, what? what? And then I I pulled that clip and kept it in its entirety, Matt, because I wanted to illustrate how quickly this episode just goes into nonsense. Like it's on a track. You're like, okay, maybe they're getting, nope, immediately off the track, off the rails. Bart goes, well, Marge is buying expensive toothpaste. (laughs) What are you going to do? You can't lie to her. And you're like, this is what we're do- This is what we're doing. Toothpaste things. Okay. And then they need to get on a jet so that Homer can tell Marge on a jet that he got, he didn't get the job. Why? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, also that, that Matt, I'm going to, I can overlook something. And like, I've already, we've already overlooked like 45,000 things that don't make any sense in this episode, but Homer does not have enough pocket money to fly on a jet for even a two hours. No, that costs tens of thousands of dollars per hour. So he can't no. afford it. There's no not, and literally all we've done is watch the last like the last five minutes is about Homer has no money and he's pathetic and they've spent all their money on a life coach. Well, how they just he just has a stack of cash because this guy used to be a marine. Did he give him a discount? And you're like, well, so now Homer is just uh, like stolen valor. Is that, <laughs> is that what we're Basically. doing? So doing with homer now is stolen valor which is terrible um uh and the clip cut off right as homer's about to tell marge the truth i didn't get the job blah 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 and this is matt this is where a point where you could have even keep this episode exactly the same you could have a scene here a normal scene where they're in the plane and homer just has it opens up to marge and says hey i didn't get that job and and he goes i'm a loser you know, I'm pathetic. I can't. I I can't be succeed. I'm never gonna live a life where I can have this all the time. It's not gonna. It's not in the cards. It's not who I am. And Marge could have a say something really nice and say, "Oh, it that doesn't matter, Homer. I still love you. We still have our family. It's okay. We'll we'll make we'll 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 make by. We can we can still you know we and like you could cut to them on the couch eating grocery store sushi, watching Itchy and Scratchy. You know, calling back to the earlier scene. Sure, it's not on a jet, but there's and it's not oh the fancy sushi whatever. But it is you know, it's a simulacrum of what they were getting before. But instead, <laughs> it's like parody, Matt. It's like parody. It's crazy. It is. It's like they can't think of how to develop the plot. So they just what's the wackiest thing that could happen right now? It's improv. They are improving the episode. That's what this is. I've just I've cracked it, Robbie. This is Andy Kaufman level genius. They no, improv no, the episode as it happens. Don't say it, it terribly strains the animator's wrists, but uh, <laughs> um, the plane starts crashing. <laughs> Homer's about to tell Marge this terrible thing, and the plane starts crashing. They go up to the pilot, and he says, I, 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 I'm not joking, and I, this is in the middle of a lot of mindless action, so I didn't pull it, but he says, I didn't think I was flying a plane today, so I took some heroin. <laughs> what? What is going on? 
Uh-huh. What is the pilot just mindless? I took heroin? What? I don't normally, er, typically, here, a tip for the writers, normally positions like this that require people to stay up for extended hours and pay attention, normally they're not going to take downers, guys. They're going to take, take uppers. Uh, throw on the job so it'd be cocaine i would say if you want to exactly if you want to do a like you want to have a joke here coke or, or meth like those are speed you know th- that's where you want to hit if he's off the job then you hit the heroin or the alcohol you know that's i i feel like that's common well, that's sense. what he's saying is he he didn't think he'd be flying oh, today so he took the heroin so he did that before he talked to homer yes he was he was lounging at home homer busts in doing his normal homer thing and says hey i need you to fly me today i'm also a marine Okay. None of this is ever ever. No, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't doesn't matter. Um, But the the pilot's unconscious, effectively. Uh, So Homer is going to have to land the plane, and this is, I think, this is the thing that just drives me even crazier is the fact that they write Homer this way, where he is so incompetent in all aspects of life, except for bowling, I suppose, and yet I have to buy the fact that he's able to land this plane. Didn't he land a plane, like, in some other episode recently? I'm not losing my mind, am I? He, landed. he had to. I know he did. He They ended an episode with him landing a plane just like this. What was it? Oh, my God. I'm... Driving me crazy. I mean, there all these episodes are a blur, so I have no idea. It was last season, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it was season 18. Hmm. I feel like an episode ended with him trying to land a plane. I think so. I mean, fear of flying, he's on the plane when it no, crashes. No, 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 It's from, it's recent, Matt. It's not fear of flying. It's, it's, okay, it doesn't matter. If you guys remember better than I can, please let me know what episode I'm talking about. If I'm, or if I'm making it up, which is also quite possible. Um, but it doesn't matter. There is a 0% of me that buys that Homer can land this plane with, because they don't call air traffic control. They don't call a pilot. They call Colby. They call Colby Krause, who's in his underwear uh-huh. and on a, sitting on a couch eating on, uh, out of his lap. And you, you, like he's like, they're like, oh, you, we gave you all this money, Colby, help us. And I'm like, Mar- Marge yells, at the, like, okay, one, how are they getting in touch with Colby Krause? How are they calling Colby from an airplane? Okay, first well, question. Well, Robbie, I, I don't know if you realize this, but the whole thing about cell phones don't work on planes, uh, that's just a, a fake thing that uh, the government tells you about. Uh, you can always use your phone on a plane. I mean, I guess on a private jet, it, there's no air, there's no flight attendant necessarily that's going to yell at you, tell you not to I do mean, that. I mean, that's true, but also your phone can't reach the towers on the ground unless you're very close to the ground. I mean, to be fair, they are flying very low. I'll give them that, Matt. They are. They're, that's true. They're, they almost run into the ocean, which Homer, I think the only semi-clever line in this episode is Homer going, when did the ocean become part of the sky or something like that? And I'm like, okay, I'll give them. I gave him a, I, I, I didn't laugh or smile, but I did go, oh, I did that. So there's something. Um, Colby yells, oh, Colby employs the same tactics he has the entire episode. And he yells at Homer uh, that he, and that he's an idiot and that he can't do this and uh, he'll never be able to do it. And I guess Homer lands the plane out of the spite. That's what we're like. We don't we're not showing any of this, by the way. We don't see Homer struggling with the controls or pushing the right buttons. We just nope, watch. We just see the plane landing itself. We see the plane just go kr, 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 and land. Uh, pull up right at the edge of a cliff. Um, which, how many airports have runways that just go into a cliff that are in water? 
I mean, probably that does some. Make it, I mean, but, probably some that are near the ocean. Uh, but generally, you try and make sure there's plenty of land so that at the end of a runway, if it does take a little longer than you think, you've got places to go. Yeah, it doesn't go into the water. Uh, but it doesn't. It's at the edge, and you're like, oh, okay, Homer landed the plane. Sure. And then, for no reason, they have him try and taxi back, and he just drives directly into the water, and they it crashes. That's the that's a joke. Yep, that's the joke. Joke. That's the joke. Um, and this is my last clip. It is I titled it "In Ending," I guess. March flying in private jets is great and all, but it's just too dangerous. That's why I've decided to go to the plant and beg Mr. Burns for my old job back. I understand, homie. And at least we can take the extra income you've earned in the last few months and set it aside for a rainy day. You'd think so, but no. Mr. Ritchie, your American Music Awards are weighing us down. Let them go. You let yours go. I don't have any. That's right. You don't. <laughs> That's Lionel Ritchie at the end there, guys. Uh, just to let you know. And that, that is not a joke. That is literally how the episode ends. That's the last thing we see. That is the last thing we see in here. Is Lionel Richie getting pulled up by a helicopter. Lionel Richie was on that jet, by the way, I guess. Is he always on a He's jet? He's all private jets. That's He's what he does all now. private jets. Okay. Homer never reveals, really, that he didn't get the job. So, I guess he sort of does. But then he says, I don't want to be on jets because they're dangerous. Oh, okay. Feel like I just got punched in the face, man. Like it's literally, it just feels like I'm punch drunk. Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, that's the episode, Matt. That's how it ends. That's it. There's more. No more. There's no more development. Uh, we have Colby yelling at Homer, and he lands a plane out of spite, and then he crashes it into the water, and Lionel Richie's there, and they get saved, and Homer says, "Jets are too dangerous. We can't uh, ride them anymore." No character development. And then he magically gets his job back at the plant. Yeah, it just yeah, he just says, oh, "I'll just go beg." Uh, Burns and he'll give you back. We didn't mention the we did. I I'm sorry. I didn't mention the fact that Colby called Burns to tell him that Homer was going to quit. Um, and we see Burns's phone ring inside of his stomach, and Smithers to answer it puts a rod down Burns's throat. Uh huh. Which is very disgusting. I want to add, very gross. Um, why wouldn't he just call the landline at the at the, the plant? Why would he call the cell phone at Burns in his stomach? Doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm so, I'm sorry for asking that question in the first place. Um, there is a, like a brief moment in this episode where you go, "Oh, they're doing." Nope, they're not. They're not even trying. They don't care. Um, there's clear ADR here. I will add that this last scene with with Marge and Homer talking and on land, Homer is his mouth does not match up to his voice. And normally, I would be. I don't really care about that. You know, when they're fixing stuff, a lot of the time it, it's usually. Historically, I, I'm pretty sure that most times they do that is because they came up with a better joke for Homer or for anyone. Honestly, we have a better joke. Let's slide that in. Me, yeah, someone might notice. Who cares? It's funnier. And it's funnier. And that that's all that matters. We had a joke. We have written a funnier joke in the interim. Let's include the funnier joke. Okay. But there's no joke here. This is just them, I think, trying to recontextualize this ending and make it make sense. Um, which it doesn't work because this episode makes zero sense. I don't know why it exists. I don't know what happens in it. I don't know what, if anyone learns anything, there are no jokes. I don't know what this is. This is filler. It is a filler episode that they had Stephen Colbert for and couldn't work him in, in a good way. So they chose this instead. 
if Stephen Colbert, 2007, you give him this. Ridiculous. Absurd. Um, we will rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes, obviously. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. It is broken, Matt. I don't... I, there, it's, I don't... I maybe not be the most broken episode, but it's certainly a broken episode. Do we want to fix it? <laughs> no, there's no reason to. This is a completely pointless episode where there's no plot other than, I mean, they just go from wacky situation to wacky situation. Let's make fun of people with private planes. Let's make fun of second city. Let's make fun of life coaches. Let's make fun of Homer. And someone worked in a Coen brothers thing when for the, the one good part of the episode where, you know, there's some pathos and a decent montage. Uh, <laughs> I'm debating that um, if I should do it. I, I'll do it. This is for the, this is not. I'll do it because of our to try and entertain our, the people at home. Not anything to do with this episode. Because if it was, if I truly did what my heart told me to do, it'd be like, no, this episode doesn't deserve to be fixed. There's nothing in it. Like you said, you're right. You are right. I'm, I'm gonna say that first. But here, I will. I've already pitched a lot of the stuff as we were talking. But you, you, I, you do it. What we maybe they could have done is use the private jet as an entry point into, oh, look at how Burns lives. Look at how a successful person lives, uh, where they can go on this private jet. And it's so much easier than, you know, it's so much nice. It's so much nicer. And like you get just get sushi and you watch it and scratchy and you have fun. And you don't like, I don't know, it's it's uh, an easy, lovely life. And. Use that as an entry point to Homer wanting to find that success. And you have to have, first you have to have contrast between Homer's previous life and the private jet life. So you have to first show us him at home wanting things, not be able to get them. Uh, You have to adhere. This is the hard part, Matt, because they haven't done this in forever. You have to adhere to them being a lower, upper, you know, middle class family, whatever the heck they always call themselves, where they don't have enough money for the things they want. You have to show that you can't have Homer like pulling a stack of hundred dollar bills out of his pocket to buy a private jet for a couple hours. Are you sure you can't Robbie? Cause it seems like they do that a lot. <sighs> they do. And that's the thing. They don't treat it seriously. They don't treat it like, you know, back in the golden years, early years, of the, even before like season five or six, they started to kind of ignore that stuff. Um, but oftentimes they didn't really structure the episodes around the need for it. If you write an episode like this, you have to have Homer like and the family you know, struggling a little bit, not getting everything they want, probably getting everything they need, not everything they want. You can put him on the jet. Uh, he gets excited about all the stuff he can get instantly, like just at the snap of his fingers. I want sushi. And they bring him sushi, you know, things like that. Uh, he gets off the plane and he realizes, oh, I can't I'm back to my normal life. And you don't have him rush back on the plane like a child. You just have him be sad. It's like it's not complicated. Um and then you have Marge go, oh, Homer's sad and he wants to improve his life. And she sees an ad for, oh, a life coach. I've heard about them. They can make him be a go-getter. And, like, there's a template for this already. Because that's what Carl was back in the day. Homer and Delilah. Not Homer and Delilah. Yes, Homer and Delilah. Not Homer and Delilah. Yeah. No, Homer and... What's the Carl episode? Why can't I think of it? Hair. Homer gets Carl hair. Carl episode? Homer gets hair. Oh, Homer gets hair. That's, uh... Sims- yeah, Simpson and Delilah. You sure that's not? Isn't that the Mindy episode, Simpson and Delilah? 
No, that's the. Oh, it's not the Simpsons. Let me do Simpsons love it. Um, oh God, you're gonna make <laughs> me scroll through all the episodes. I'm just, I'm just searching Simpson and Delilah. No, I was right the first time. It no, is Simpson and Delilah. Yeah. He does get hair. Okay, I'm not a crazy. At least not about that. Um, Simpson and Delilah. Carl, Carl with a K, is a life coach. That's effectively what he becomes. He becomes a mentor for Homer, and Homer gains confidence because he gets hair and he gets becomes more successful, and he has wears a suit and has more money. That's the template for this. You can easily update it and have another Carl figure come in and coach Homer. And maybe he's not great at what he was doing, but it doesn't matter because Homer actually is can't when he has confidence and when he's like written, like not a child or a dog, you can have him conceivably become an executive and move up the corporate ladder and then he can get it closer to this life that he wants this life of success and 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 luxury but then you it, obviously in this episode it wouldn't work out he wouldn't get that he'd have to fake it like i think that's the most interesting stuff in this episode man that's gonna win a chase he doesn't get what he wants he doesn't get that job and he pretends to have it and i would drag this out a little bit more like we get literally a single day of this I think you need a little bit more of this and a little bit more of Homer dodging the question about what he's doing with his life. Um, it's still worse to have Bart discover him. I think that's fine. Um, yeah. But you'd have to, but then you, I think you would have Homer and Marge, Homer try and build up the courage to tell Marge. That is more, you draw that out, have more time there. And, and Marge talking more about all this stuff and building more pressure on Homer. And, then finally, Homer having a scene where Homer gives in in caves and admits to Marge all or Marge discovers something or whatever it is. Homer admits and Marge goes, oh, and but she forgives him and she says, oh, I understand why you did the things you did, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it does not end with a plane. You don't need to go back to the jet. It doesn't matter. That's it has nothing to do with the actual the actual gist of this episode. The jet has nothing to do with it. Don't know why they do it. Just nonsense. No, Semper Fudge. I really think that, like, someone had the idea of, like, Homer saying Semper Fudge. And they thought that was funny, so that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. That has to be it, right? Yep. That has to be it. There's no other There's no other reason for something like that. Yeah, that, they had the joke, and then I came back. That's how I... That, but that, here, that's not what this episode deserves, Matt, but it is what our audience deserves. Because they're good Aww. people. They're, they're the best. Okay? So I, I put the effort in today. Um, you ready to move on, Matthew? Oh, please. Please. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show to leave their thoughts and reviews about uh, an episode. Um, anyone who is a subscriber at any level or patron can uh, leave a review. First from Tim. And so the zombie era of The Simpsons begins. Have a couple of unnecessary guest stars appear. Remember that when Homer is not on screen, people need to ask, where's Homer? And write a bunch <laughs> of unfunny one-note jokes. I've mentioned during the last couple of seasons that there was at least the kernel of a good idea in most of the episodes. It's just that they often went nowhere. In this case, I'm not clear what the point was supposed to be. The fact they are both pathetically transphobic and drug, and drug references steers this toward the bottom. I'll say it avoids last place, but, three numbers, but number 375 ain't far from it. I haven't even thought about where we're ranking it. It's not going to be high. Uh, next from Derek. Season 19 was the last DVD release coming out in December 2019. And given that this was the month that would bring about the end of the world, 
<laughs> it's not ended yet. Uh, this season is probably a harbinger of impending doom. So yeah, I hadn't seen anything from the season before getting the DVD. And I suppose you think I'm a pessimist from my very negative reviews. I actually tried to be an optimistic person and went into 19 hopeful. Hopes were dashed pretty quickly with this first lackluster opening. Not much, which is already not a great sign. But what I do remember is that the story is threadbare, derivative, dull, and plotting. There's a dearth of laughs. It's a pretty standard for the series in 2007. This one may have been pretty unremarkable, but the next one is complete bat droppings insane. Like it's bu- utterly befuddling, so that should be interesting at least onwards, if not upwards. Yeah, onwards. That's that. We're not. I'm not, I'm not trying to get upwards anymore. I'm just focused on the onward part. <laughs> and you, I know you guys. I also here another note that Derek brings up. It's like, yeah, you might guys from listening to this podcast, you might think that Matt and I don't like anything. Um, that's not true at all. I love lots of art. Unfortunately, Sim- Simpsons of season 19 are not. It's not. It's not some of it. I'm sorry. Uh, from Lazarus. Honestly, I have no idea what this episode tried to be about. Feels like they had four different ideas for an episode, which they just hastily mixed together to fill the runtime. Basically, the entire episode is an inciting incident to an inciting incident and so on, until it abruptly ends, the closest thing resembling a main conflict getting hand-waved away. Humor was terribly and funny at best, and at worst offensive like that joke about Lenny's uncle. The God knows how long Lionel Richie gag was another low point for me. At least the AJ and Scratchy got a mild smile. I will hear that. I will mention that. Itchy and Scratchy bit was good. It's itchy and scratchy. Itchy and scratchy is always good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's on. it's it's simple, and they could still execute on that. Uh, from JJ, this episode is far from perfect. In fact, it's not even good. But I don't think it's as broken as most of season eighteen. Hmm. The plot doesn't know exactly what it wants to be about, but there is a vague through line here, and at least the first act is somewhat connected to the preceding events. Homer is also not as wacky, obnoxious as he usually is for a teen episode. At some points, he almost feels human. I think with a few more drafts, this could have been good, but as it is, it's just meh, which is still an improvement. But the best part was easily the movie-themed intro. That is true. Homer does feel a little slightly more human in this. He's not his obnoxious self. So that's one very minor point in its favor. Yeah. Um, From Benjamin, I'm so tired of Homer wants to be rich plots. This episode was bad. They clearly had extra time based on the numerous time-wasting gags they used, picking up right where season 18 left off. It's almost frustrating, too, because this episode was interesting for about 30 seconds when Homer's pretending to have the job. These writers just don't have what it takes to flesh out those interesting parts, so we end up with Homer landing a plane and lying. Also, I prefer Carl as Homer's professional motivator. Amen. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Carl will decay. Bring it back, Carl. Um, Lauren? My expectations for a Simpsons teen episode are minimal, which is sad, but season 18 was rough and substantially lowered them. I want minimal offensive jokes, one plot, one chuckle, and a few smiles. That's I, I that's where I'm at, too, Lauren, to be fair. I think that's literally where I'm at, where it's just, if it has those things, I will give it a pass. Um, this episode had too many offensive jokes, but it did get a smile courtesy of something Bart said. Mostly had a plot that carried through the episode, although completely idiotic and boring, everything connected. Mostly would have liked Homer to act like an adult because quitting a job for a private plane is such a stupid premise. It's also nice to see Homer bowling again. However, the sequence is so cartoonish that it quickly killed the scene. My shock value would be four. That's mostly because it was boring. Also for the heroin, quote unquote, joke. I will say that there is this, there is another meme in this episode, Matt. I don't know if you caught it. It's a quick, very mm-hmm. quick psych egg, which I think got blown up over time. I don't think it was as probably a big deal back when it aired. Uh, but this is where the, at least you tried cake came from oh that's right that's right bart's i at least you tried cake is here which is uh, one of the memeable moments that have kind of blown up the there's a there's a lot there's way of to be frank i think that kind of explains the 
the Simpsons in the post golden years as well. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot, like there's only a couple really me moments from the early Simpson years that have caught on like the vi- quick one note visual memes. At least you tried is one of, is the is one of them, but like from the post golden years. And it's, I think it's just like, well, that's what they did. They just did one short. That's all they had anymore. There was no, yeah. there's nothing else. There's only this. These are the only thing they can do. <sighs> all right, man. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite moment from the movie? Um, I had to think about this one for a bit. Appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. Alrighty. First up from Casey. I'm going to let 12-year-old Casey take over my judgment and say Colin and Lisa's meet cute. Love them finishing each other's sentences and how comically perfect he is for her. Uh, from old painty can Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo Snrub. Favorite might be overstating it, but I've always gotten a kick out of the line Homer says over the end credits. A lot of people work real hard on this film and all they ask is for you to memorize their names. I think of it every time the credits roll. <laughs> from Alex, a few. Marge saying, God damn. Bart's skateboarding scene, more so because I never thought they'd actually show that, and when Homer mocks us for watching the movie before the titles. Uh, from JJ, it's a random choice, but I always laugh when Russ Cargill is explaining to the townspeople why they dropped the dome on them, and when he says Springfield, a guy in the crowd interrupts with him with, woo, Springfield. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Tim, mine would be when the GPS voice says, it is no longer Springfield. Now it is nothing upon the town being enclosed by the dome. I'm sure that's a miscope, but you get the gist. A joke that actually amplifies the scene is always appreciated. So true, Tim. Between that and Tom Hanks, all the Springfield is gone is perfect. <laughs> uh, for Matt, either worst day of your life so far or best kiss of your life so far. I consistently use that phrase when someone says something is the worst or best. Uh, from Rich, the churchgoers and the Moe's patrons running outside, seeing the dome and immediately running into the opposite building is probably the second hardest I laughed in the movie. First being Bart's ahem, bountiful doodle. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Let's not talk about that. Uh, from Derek, you know, I really like the early scenes in the film. I know it may be a bit meandering, but I actually find it very immersive, and I just enjoy spending time in Springfield. Reminds me of the early episodes that would begin with scenes of the family in the house, and you wouldn't get any clue as to where the plot was heading, but it's just fun to hang out with The Simpsons. The movie takes that, and with its art style, and score elevates it to a cinematic level, and I really appreciate it. That's true. I don't think we really talked about that much. It's like, because the movie is so long, you get a lot of time to just hang out with the members of Springfield, and they get to act like themselves, which, because, well, I won't say because of the plot, but because of story reasons, uh, that doesn't often happen in the teen years, unfortunately. Uh, from Benjamin Gray, SOP. <laughs> Between the SOPs and the one vase. The SOP signs. SOP signs. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Lauren, Ned's retort, and I wish you didn't have the devil's curly hair. My brother had such curly hair that he literally grow a fro. So with this comment, I pointed and laughed at him and used it myself afterwards if he annoyed me. Oh, fantastic, Lauren. Uh, from Hoffa, the misdirection joke with Marge in the gas station and Bart drawing the garbage on their wanted poster, only to reveal the family that looks exactly like what Bart drew. Great gag. I really like the movie. Everyone can smooch my rear. That's fair. People are allowed to like terrible things. I like lots of terrible things. I don't here. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not going to say the movie's terrible. I don't think that's. That's. I don't think that's accurate. I think the movie is fine. And I just. I think if I if I took a break from The Simpsons, six months or something. Mm-hmm. And I went back and watched the movie. I probably would think it was good. I probably would go, "Oh, this That's is enjoyable." Fair. It's, I, I, it is absolutely because I've watched. If I had not watched all of season sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and then the movie, which I did the first time I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh, that was enjoyable." I think that's the same feeling I would have. I think it's just, 
there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the movie the movie is fine yeah all right fair fair you're not you're not wrong Alrighty, uh from matt yes it's aaron the rock and a hard place gag i know it was an obvious joke but it gets me every time from at tyler koki one it's got to be when flanders says bountiful penis and rod and todd repeat it. i am perpetually 12 aren't we all robbie what is your answer uh it's tom hanks I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's uh, you know the Marge. Obviously, the Marge monologue is really heartfelt and really touching. I don't think they paid off as much as well. Like it, it like that moment doesn't lead to as a big as big moment with Homer and Marge together. And that's why I think ultimately I'm just gonna go with my biggest laugh because I think about that Tom Hanks bit. So <laughs> I thought about it a lot even before it became reality, uh, and it's. Gen, it's genuinely hilarious. I, I think it's it's like it is the perfect use for a guest star like that. Like that is the perfect use is like, oh, look, Tom Hanks. He is America's every man. Every, everyone loves Tom Hanks. Let's put him in this spot. And it worked perfectly. Matt, what is your answer? I mean, I got to go with the one we talked the most about. And that is Marge's video to Homer, because it has been years before the movie uh since we had a, a scene like that, that is just raw, naked, emotional power used in The Simpsons. And it just Julie Kavner's delivery is perfect. Uh, the drawn emotions on her faces and on Homer's reaction are good because, I mean, Homer does a lot of wacky stuff in the film. But there are times when the animation is just so good in there that I just I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, that is the closest The Simpsons have ever made to making me cry uh, because it is so absolutely perfect. Um and it just that is that makes the movie for it. It makes the movie worth it. It is uh, truly an incredible scene. It's it's powerful enough that they should never done a Marge Homer breakup episode ever again. But they do. Uh, they do it again. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple uh, times, unfortunately. Um, next week's question. What is the most wasted potential in a guest star? What is a guest star that you wanted more from and they under delivered? Uh, ready for all the Lady Gaga answers. Everyone right <laughs> no i mean stephen colbert in this episode is horribly underused i mean he's, i don't think he's underused he's used poorly i would say matt because he's, he's poorly he's yes, used sorry. a lot he gets a lot of time honestly um yeah. so that's next week's question uh post on all our social media at twitter at simpson you can email us at simpson at gmail.com and you can subscribe to our patreon or actually i think just follow us on patreon and you can answer those questions publicly i post them publicly so you don't have to have private access to them uh we can move on to our next segment it's time for the new google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the no google trivia challenges are for matt and i each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stump the other matt uh is dominating me so far this season just destroying me I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's only a few points. A few points. Uh-huh. It's seven points, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know. What does that mean? That You say that is, all is, the time. Oh, oh, oh. Real quick, does this, is the movie part of this season in terms of wagers? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. That's why you're ahead. <laughs> seven points. <laughs> all right, Matt. You ready for an easy I question? I start over already. No, 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 no. Are you ready for an easy question? Ready. Uh... Your easy question. The family visits what country in 30 minutes over Tokyo? I believe that'd be Japan. That is correct. All right. Your easy question. Who does Homer get the trampoline from in Bart's inner child? Uh, that'd be Krusty. You are correct. See, you got this. You got this. 
<laughs> Rusty waited on the porch with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. He comes back. You just keep right you, on driving. You just keep right on driving. Uh, your meme question, Matt. Whose seminar does Homer and Marge attend in 30 Minutes Over Tokyo? Uh, I believe it's Chuck Garabedian. I don't like this, Matt. I don't like this. Oh, you know? sorry. Don't there like... have been a lot of motivational speakers that Homer has uh, I don't like the, attended you, over I don't, the years. I don't like Garrett. I don't like this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say this. I don't like this. There. You're correct. It's not clear. <laughs> All right. This one should be pretty easy for you. I'm pretty sure you're going to get this one. Okay. <sighs> yeah, okay. Sure. What accent does Moe's inner child have? <laughs> is that also in that episode? Um, it is. Oh, uh, why don't you speak with no accent no more? Uh, isn't that what he says? Or is that what his... Yes. No, okay. Um, I feel like that's a different character. I feel like I'm thinking of someone else. Um, what accent is that? <laughs> uh is it not a good one no it's very bad accent um i want to say it's italian you are correct (sighs) okay i mean to be fair mo has the his origin his nationality his ethnicity has it's shifted over the shifted and changed many times honestly (laughs) your hard question man what is the name of the internet cafe homer and lisa visit in 30 minutes over tokyo Oh, I have no idea. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. No clue. Come on. Can't give me one internet pun. Uh, um, beans and bites. See, that's not bad, Matt. That's not bad for like a <laughs> off the top of your head. Uh, the Java server. The Java server, of course. Everyone loves Java. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it's also a computer thing. Uh, no, that's not true. But that's what I, I mean. But at the, I've, Java doesn't <laughs> really exist. In, like It doesn't exist the same way it did then, at least. What's my hard question, Matt? Come on. I, I'm, uh, I'm on oh, a roll. I your can, hard question. I'm going to get this one, right? Uh, okay, you got this one, Robbie. When was the Do As We Say Festival started and by whom? <laughs> Do As We Say Festival. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was... I'm going to guess that that line was improved by Albert Brooks. I'm going to guess. Um, I have no idea. 1983. And I don't know the second answer. Uh, it, it was actually Kent Brockman who says that. Ah, uh, okay. Is that is that Harry Shearer or um? That is Harry Shearer. Yes, that is Harry Shearer. Okay. Uh, yes, that is Kent Brockman. The Do What You S- We Say Festival started by German settlers in 1946. 1946. Mm-hmm. I, what an auspicious year. Yeah, I was strange. It's a strange year to talk about German settlers. <laughs> uh, I think I was I was uh, was uh, mixing up some of the brad goodman nonsense with the kent brockman nonsense <laughs> um i i stayed tied with you this week yeah I, I, but i i that's not good, good enough that's it's not good enough i could tie you every week at this point Matt, i will lose i can't tie you every week i have to make ground on you which is basically oh, okay. impossible because i'm i guess i'm just too nice i think that's the thing i need to ask harder questions uh-huh. from now on you just get three hard questions okay but they're all worth they're worth the same amount of points unfortunately sorry bad news uh, rude i know it's i'm a i'm i i should be i have to be mean that's how you get ahead in life isn't that isn't that how it works <laughs> i mean depends on your political ideology Ooh, i got an angry email from somebody this week matt oh, oh i did not to be them i didn't read it <laughs> hey guys if you're gonna send me an angry email guess what's gonna happen I'm not gonna it's read going right it. To delete. It looks like oh look, you wrote two thousand words about being angry. Okay, bye. I'm not answering that. I got time. I don't got time for that. All right, we have time. 
for our last segment time. It is time for our last segment. Not, it is time for the best. It's time for a segment in every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's the part of the story where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Oh boy. Uh, this episode is real bad. It is real bad. It is real bad. Uh, it is about nothing. Um, it's about less than nothing, honestly. It's like it's, it's, like it's on that... It's not down in the offensive territories. You know, it's not just full of racial stereotypes. It's like there's, you know, transphobic joke, uh, some drug references that aren't really making any sense. But eh, there's no like <laughs> there's no like child molestation jokes. Uh, there's that's no... true. And Bart doesn't even get strangled. He just gets smacked in the head. There's none of that. There's no, you know, terrible racism, racist stereotypes. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not de- framed people for DUIs. It's not sexually assaulting your spouse level i think we're in the next level up from that um which i think i think that level starts at crook and ladder i want to say that's where we are with that okay so i think crook and ladder is the low bar mango banner is i think the highest of that the crash and burn territory as i would call it like just the Mm -hmm. utter dreck of offensive nonsense not funny i think it's better than bart mango banner so I think it, it's it it's at least that uh, that level, right? Uh, that very low bar. It very, <laughs> it's a very low bar. Crook and ladder is it better than crook and ladder, Matt? I mean, that's thieving fire, thieving firemen. It at least had a plot. That's if I recall tr- correctly. It, I don't remember much about plot. it, but I yeah. It does. It has not much of a story. I, I don't think. I think it has still more of a story than this episode does. Much more. But I will say this here is that in defense of this episode, it's a very minor defense. It's me reaching, probably. But that minute long scene of minute long seeks of from where, you know, where we see Homer, where we see Homer walk into the interview, basically, and then go home and lie and then go to Krusty Burger. And, you know, that little part, I think, is better than anything in Crook and Ladder. I think it has a higher okay. high. I think on average it's worse. Maybe the higher high, yeah, ma- makes it a question. Makes it a question. I think. I'm trying to remember Crook and Ladder better. How does Crook and Ladder end? Ooh, good question. No idea. Oh, oh, um, that is they catch they march the kids catch Homer stealing. Um, the the family gets upset at Homer, and so Homer, uh, saves the other guy's lives and convinces them not to steal and they give their loot to the homeless. That's how it episode ends. Okay. That's something. That is something. It's very rushed and kind of half hearted. Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, um, and there was a reason we, we put it this far down. Yeah, I'm sure. it, it is. It's very not funny. Um, it like, it literally is just watching like Homer steal for, you know, 20 minutes. And in the last 30 seconds, he's like, Oh, it's bad because my family is angry at me. That's literally what that's like. That's what I'm saying It's like, oh, there is that the part where Homer in this is like he's never Homer is never as despicable in this episode as he, as he is in Crook and Ladder. I'll say that. Yeah. Crook and Ladder has more of a plot, but Homer is le- more likable in this. I'm going to say here, man, I've I've turned a corner. This is better than Crook and Ladder. I'm going to say it. I that's true. OK, OK. I'm, I'm I'd rather I'm watch this again than Crook and Ladder. I think there's Boys of Bummer, which is next. Which is a lot of more nonsense. This is the Bart. Oh God, this is where they Bart tries to kill himself. Oh no. Okay, it's better than Boys of Bummer. It's better than Boys of Bummer, Matt. I think this episode is better than Boys of Bummer. 
There's no children okay. trying to commit suicide in this episode. Okay, next that is true. Then we, next true. we got regarding Margie. Now, I don't even remember what's in that. That's one. that's what I'm. This is where we're at because these titles again, these titles don't help because they don't like Bart's dog gets an F. You know exactly what that episode's about because it just tells you. Um, regarding Margie is, um, oh no, Marge. That's Marge gets amnesia and dates other men. Oh, that one was real bad. That's real bad too. Oh boy, this is like flashback. We're just getting flashbacks for all these. Um, okay, I think this is better than regarding Margie. I think. I think we're getting we're getting closer. Um, there's old Yeller Belly. That is uh, Homer. That's Sans little helper as a coward. Runs. It right. doesn't save Homer. Uh, he becomes like a beer spokesman. He becomes the Duff spokesman. Spuff, mm-hmm. Spokes dog. I think we're getting close. Old Yeller Belly is also really stupid. It's not near. It doesn't have. It's also a bunch of nonsense. Hmm. What's your gut say, Matt? Uh, um, I think I just didn't like this episode. I, I mean, no, I don't like it. I don't like just, any of these episodes, man. Like, if you're asking know, me if I, I like them, but... no, no, I don't. <laughs> They're all. I would never. <laughs> I would never watch them again willingly. I'm just trying to think of. We're trying to, you know, stack them. I'm gonna say, I hear. I'll say that this is not as good as Old Yellow Belly. I think Old Yellow Belly has a better through line in all other ways. It's yeah. also nonsense and probably hasn't. I don't really remember any of the jokes from Old Yellow Belly. Uh. But I think Old Yellow Billy has a better through line than this, which almost has nothing. Um, and I don't think the high highs of this make it better. Can override all the. I think that's where I think that's where I would put it. I think that's a good spot. Is that okay for you? I'm cool with that. Like, I don't care. I just get this done. Tired of, yeah. this, tired of this episode. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is terrible. I can't. I can't argue with that. Um, that is a new number three sixty three on our list. It is he loves to fly and he does. I swear this is I I always had thought this was a talking head reference, but maybe I guess it really is referencing the stupid Delta Airlines thing. Um new number three sixty three on our list, new number one seventy two on our post Goniers ranking. Um we have one more thing to do, Matt, before you go. One more question to answer. The question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? I, this is barely a question. Yeah, there's no reason for this to exist. No, this is weird. This, this, this is not. This, we don't need this. There's nothing in this. Uh, we'll fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I wave. I always wave, Matt. After I hit play the clip, I wave. No one can see it except for me and my cat sometimes. I'm just waving. <laughs> it makes me feel better um we can we're, we're working our way down from the top of the list as well trying to answer the same question going back to those episodes we missed before we started the segment we're down at number 82 matt in marge we trust i mean yes this is this is one of the best uh marge episodes so we're definitely keeping it in the cannon in the cannon we, we've already fired the cannon once we don't need to fire it again that's fair I agree. I'm just, I was trying to like, I was really, I'm like, I'm trying to be like play devil's, devil's advocate. I'm like trying to think of a reason it shouldn't be in. I'm like, well, uh, the, 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 the monkey stuff is a little crazy. It's a little absurd. The monkey stuff, mm-hmm. but whatever. That's fair. That's yeah. It, that's, I think the only nitpick I would have, but I think that bringing up in March, we trust when we're reviewing these 18 years episodes where there's just so much nonsense in March, we trust is a perfect example of like, Oh, there is nonsense. This is a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense, but because we care about the characters, we care about the story, 
It doesn't matter that there's nonsense. I buy the threat of those monkeys. You know, I am actually concerned for Flanders when the monkeys attack him. Like that, I'm like, oh man, Flanders is in trouble. He's getting attacked by monk by monkeys or baboons. Yeah, it's just the right amount of wackiness. Yeah, it's it's absurd, but it still works. It doesn't matter. So that I think that's a good illustration. Yeah, of course, it's part of the canon. Listen, lady, is a part of the canon. Mo yelling at his cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's the thing i think of first when i think about listen lady i think of, yeah i'm asking her <laughs> um i mean i i'd laugh because it's, that is me i talk to my cats like they're people and they don't understand what the heck i'm saying they don't know what i'm saying they're just like i'm, I'm like okay i'm feeding you and you're like they don't know what i'm saying they don't know that they just want food you know exactly they just want to be fed um that's it for this segment and that's it for this episode but before we go you can find everything on our uh website the simpsons show.com has links to all the things we get up to uh twitter and our rss feed and our patreon if you want to help out the show and support us we'd really appreciate it um hey matt yes robbie our next episode the homer of seville interesting in i'm this... not very familiar with the barber of seville so in this episode homer gains an operatic ability to sing following an accident becomes a professional and famous opera star while running from a mob of crazed fans he is saved by julia a beautiful and dangerous stalker with maya maya rudolph playing julia do you love maya rudolph she's great i'm not i also love stevie colbert and uh. <sighs> um that's next time i don't know what that is um Let's see how we we'll see how it goes. I'm not very hopeful, but who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Any any week it could be good. You know, that's what I have to hope. Yeah. Hope, hope I have to hold in my heart. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman. Uh, that is my name, and my website is also my name. It is RobbieDarman.com. Has links to everything I do online, my other podcasts, and links to purchase my horror novels. I have nine of them now, guys. You can. I would suggest you go and buy all nine of my novels. I would love you eternally if you even bought one of them. Um, uh, my newest is What Dwells Beneath the Waves. It's a Carl Heisen meets H.P. Lovecraft uh, mystery, suspense, horror story set in the Florida Keys with a Florida man, Eldritch cultist, trying to end the world and a reporter trying to stop him. Uh, it's, it's a great book. You should go read it. I have a new one coming out next month. I don't have a pre-order up yet, but I will have it up soon. Look out for that. I have a new YouTube channel. I plugged that a bunch of times. It's a writing advice YouTube channel. If you're trying to uh, be a good writer, I'm trying to equip you to handle that. Um, so go subscribe. Helps me out. I really appreciate it. Uh, and there are great videos, if I do say so myself, because I'm obviously really talented and amazing at everything I do. No dissent from Matt, so it's that is the truth. Uh, that Matt, is accurate. Yep. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. I spend all my time taking care of kittens and the uh, accordant wounds that come with them. Uh, you can check out these adorable little monsters at Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, and you can see how just absolutely adorable they are and the havoc that, uh, the havoc that they wreak. The havoc? Havoc. It's very you can see my legs. That's very dramatic. Very, very dramatic. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. I have a dog barking. We're going to go. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Keep watching the subs. Shh.